Hello and welcome to our series, Revelation Expectations. And today, episode 11 is entitled, No More Tears. And this is Apostle Charles Wright. And I'm Stephanie Wright. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us today. And let's get started. We are encouraging you to listen to episode one in this series and other episodes to get caught up. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Apostle Charles, and we are starting in chapter 7, Revelation, Hebrew take verses 1 through 3. Okay, we're looking at the scriptures here in chapter 7 that relates to not only uh, no more tears eventually, but also an interlude or a pause episode in that uh, the Lord is going to take us, and like he did John, in the earth to create a pause on tribulation and show us the things that are going to happen uh, in, when we do get to the tribulation period, which starts in chapter 8. So this is the seventh preparation of the seventh seal being broken. So in chapter 7, verse 1, we have John speaking, and he says here, And after these things I saw four angels on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. So what we see here is a pause. It's like uh, the four angels who are in north, south, east, and west of the world and the earth are now having to stop any kind of trouble and tribulation against the earth and uh, because God has something he wants to show John. And he said here in second verse, and I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels who were at the corners of the earth, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, this is what this angel from the east said, hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. So we have a pause right here because God wants to show John more. Um, and let me say this, that those of us who know the Lord need to share with the saved and unsaved what is going to come to pass. And although we may be already in heaven before Christ returns, there are many who will still remain in the earth. So it is our responsibility to let people know about this book of Revelation. Starting in verse 4 uh, and going through verse 8, we're going to talk about those 144,000. Um, these 144,000 are represented by the 12 tribes of Israel, 12,000 in each tribe. So 12,000 times 12 is 144,000. I'm going to name the tribes that are listed here in the in Revelation. I'm not going to read each verse. We're encouraging you to go back and read this chapter on your own. But the 12 tribes that are listed here, starting in verse 5, are Judah, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Nephilim, Manassas, Simeon, Levi, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, and Benjamin. And in the course of our studies, Apostle Charles asked the question, where is the tribe of Dan? We learned that the tribe of Dan was rejected because they, that tribe, rejected the land that God had offered. And that would be in Judges 17 through 21. Now, you will notice that in verse 8, Joseph is mentioned as a tribe. Well, Joseph wasn't a tribe, but in this case, Joseph represented two tribes. He represented 
the tribe of Dan, and he represented Ephraim. Now, Apostle Charles, what was the significance of 144,000? During the time that the tribulation is taking place between chapters 8 and 18, these will be as uh, acting as if we had the fivefold ministry, if you would. They will be missionaries, they will be apostles, prophets, teachers, and, uh, and pastors, if you would. And they're going to be the ones who are going to be preaching the gospel in the earth while the tribulation is taking place. So God is introducing them right now before chapter 8, where the actual great tribulation begins. Okay, where it begins. And now, the also, chapter 14 and verse 1 also references the 144,000. That's in chapter 7 that we're That's, looking at. Yes, we're in chapter 7 and verse 4, the 144,000 we begin to talk about. And in chapter 14 in the book of Revelation, there's also a reference to the 144,000. Right. Okay, moving on to verse 9. Apostle Charles is going to take, is going to take verses um, 9 through 12. Okay. And it reads, and after this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude. Ah, sounds like more than 144,000. A great multitude, which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues or languages stood before the throne. This is all in heaven now. Through, stood before the throne and before the lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. And, he, and they cried with a loud voice saying, salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb. And all of the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts or the four creatures and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God. So here we hear, we have on one accord, uh, a massive uh, worship service, if you would. Here we have everyone who was uh, martyred during the great tribulation, everyone who was uh, including the 144,000 and Jews and, and people from every nation, kindred, and Gentiles. Everybody is standing before God on one accord and one worship. And they all are doing this together, even the elders and also the uh, four creatures. Now, we, Stephanie and I, we came to the conclusion that every time we're praising God in the earth, the angels and the uh, creatures, as well as the 24 elders and anybody who's already in heaven, when we're praising God in the earth, we believe that the angels in heaven and all of those who are already there, they're praising God with us on Amen. one accord. And I would want to point out, verse nine talks about the white robes and also, um, we're going to talk about the white robes again in verse 13 it says and one of the elders answered saying unto me what are these which are arrayed in white robes referenced back in verse 9 and where did they come from so these white robes are mentioned in in other verses they are um mentioned in revelation chapter 3 and 5 and revelation verse 19 and 8 which we have not come to yet but we just want to give you a foreshadowing of some other things in the future as far as um, revelation goes. So these white robes represent righteousness and holiness. And in some case, they are worn by the martyrs. There's more to share there. The identity of these who are worshiping in heaven on a, on, on a great massive worship, they are identified with uh, God's Holy Spirit upon them, in them, sealed upon them. God showing that the, he identifies with them and they identify with God. And we all are in that kingdom or in that heavenly realm together uh, as citizens of heaven. And therefore we all are pretty much, especially those who are Jews in the earth and those who are humans in the earth like ourselves and Gentiles, we all are as the same because we're all children of God. He has identified us with his glory. Amen. Sealing us with his glory and sealing us as he owns us. We belong to him. So if there's a question about whether you belong to God or not, 
I think I'd better go back and look. I would go back and look at Revelation again. And I'd like to point out in verse 11, when it talks about the, uh, the elders and the four creatures, some in Revelation it calls them beasts, but the correct term really is creatures, that fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God. We see this same worship by the elders and the creatures and the angels in Revelation chapter 4, verse 4, and in Revelation 5, verse 8. There's praise and worship throughout Revelation. Um, and as Apostle Charles said, we need to remember that praise is going on 24-7 in heaven. So you never praise alone, and there's no reason to feel uh, burdened and worried. If you just stop and think about praise and just praise with heaven, it will help to lift your spirits. So moving on. Yes, that would be verse 12. And uh, this is how they were praising. This is what John heard. And they were saying, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. And then amen again. Amen twice in the same verse. You should notice that. You know, well, 13. And one of the elders answered. Yes. And one of the elders answered saying to me, what are these which are arrayed in white robes? And, and where, where do they come from? So we've got the elder talking to John, asking him, who, who are these that are arrayed in these white robes? But then John says to the elder, sir, you know, and he said to me, then the elder answers back to him, to John. He says, these are they which came out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. So they came out of suffering, martyrdom, and that's what we will be covering when we start on chapter 8 and talk about the great tribulation. But there's something we must remember that eventually Jesus is going to return and he is going to uh, fulfill the wrath of God and those who have rejected him. There is going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. And there's no, and there is no, and the, the word bloodbath as we think of it is, is nothing. It would be like for us a prick on the finger and seeing blood compared to what Jesus is going to do when he fulfills the wrath of God. So, did you have something? Yeah, um, that part in verse 13, uh, whence came they, we're talking, the angel is, I'm sorry, the elder is asking him this question because, isn't it the elder? Asking John this question because these who are arrayed in robes with palm branches and so forth in their hands and standing before the throne of God and giving all this worship, they're the ones who uh, answered the question I think it's in John, I'm mean, sorry, I think it's in Revelation 6 and verse 17. The question was posed, who shall be able to stand, and I will finish it off like this, the great tribulation. These are they who are came out of the great tribulation, which we're going to look at, like Stephanie said, from verse 8 through 18, chapter 8 through 18. These are they who shall be able to stand before the presence of God with glory upon them. Hallelujah. Because they have overcome the deceitful works of the devil. They've overcome and they've given their hearts to God. They've sanctified themselves. They've purified themselves to God. They have dedicated to God. They worship him day and night, even on the earth while they are still here. So uh, we're challenged today to give us a, a, a pause and say, uh, examine ourselves and see, are we worshiping God in, in spirit? And in truth, like Jesus spoke to the woman at the well, he said, God seeks such kinds of worship. Amen. So um, moving on, verse 15, verse 14. Mm -hmm. we, we discussed that. Okay. okay. These are they which came out of the great tribulation, verse 14, and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Verse 15. Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. 
and he that sits on the throne shall dwell among them. Again, praise. This is a great chapter for discussing and understanding the praise that goes on in heaven. They are before the throne of God and they are serving him day and night. You know, get in the spirit of service because we're going to be serving him when we get to heaven. Um, and he sits on the throne and dwells among them. God is mighty. God is God is so awesome, so powerful, so wonderful. And he's being worshiped and praised 24-7. So, you know, get with the program and give him some praise. <laughs> and verse 16 says, they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the lamb, verse 17, which is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. We have something to look forward to. Remember that there is always a hope, the hope of heaven, whenever you might be feeling down and out or, or whatever, if you're going through some difficult times. So we see this as prophecy, don't we, Stephanie? Yes. These are prophecies that come from God. And, and there is a reward for those who are diligently seeking God in the earth while we're here in our flesh, despite our tribulations and troubles and trials. There are prophecies that were given to the seven churches. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I'm going to talk about those. Thanks for reminding me. But one thing I want to point out in verse 17, when it talks about God wiping away every tear, that is also referenced in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4. And we will get there before we know it will be at the end of Revelation. But we're going to keep moving along. But that is such an encouragement because there will be tears. But even when you get to heaven, if, if there are tears, God's going to wipe them all away. And you will not have any more sorrow. There will be no more hunger. There will be no more pain. There will be no more suffering. And we should remember the promises, even the promises that God gives concerning obedience to him and following his word. It began in Revelation chapters 2 and 3 with seven churches. Ephesus was promised to eat of the tree of life. Smyrna was promised a crown of life. Pergamos was promised manna and a white stone and a new name. Thyatira was promised power over the nations. Sardis was promised white raiment and a name confessed before the Father. Philadelphia was promised to be made a pillar in the temple of God and that Jesus would write on them the name of the city of God, Jerusalem, and they would have a new name. And Laodicea was promised to sit with Jesus in his throne. Therefore, he that hath an ear must hear what the Spirit of God says in the book of Revelation. Amen. So we hope that uh, you will remember that. And please go back and read chapter 7 so that you will re receive some encouragement and uh, enlightenment. And uh, like I said, this is a good praise chapter just before we get ready to get into the stuff that's really going to be kind of rough. Amen. Stay with us. And Revelation gives you expectations. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. And join us next time as we start chapter 8 in the book of Revelation. Episode 12. Episode 12. Bye-bye. If you want to contact us or comment on this podcast, please visit our website at cgmissions.com forward slash podcast, where all episodes are available by category and series format. You may also view these episodes on our YouTube channel, the symbol at CG Missions Inc. or INC. This is Apostle Charles. Until next time. God bless you.
Charles George Missions is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Donations are tax deductible. Donations may be made through our website, cgmissions.com.